No more tuna. Coffee. Dried pasta. No more dried pasta? No, we need dried pasta. No more tuna. I cannot stand any more tuna. It hates me, and I hate it. More coffee and dried pasta. Canned corned beef. Olives. Can we get olives? Let's get olives. Can we get cheese? No. You know what cheese does to you. Oh, come on, Doc. In small amounts, it's fine. If you could consume it in moderation, then yes. You know you can't. Cheese fascist. Oatmeal. We need oatmeal. Also, I don't know if they have them, but if they do, granola bars. The honey ones. Once we've got those, we'll be set. Can't we stay here for a bit? Do we have to leave tomorrow? We could stay in an actual hotel. Like, an actual room, not at sea. Could be fun. Looks real busy. Yeah, you know the budget can't stretch. It's made of... of some inelastic material. Like a rock. The budget is rock-solidly rubbish. Yeah, but... Truesdale? Mike Truesdale? Why? What did he do? It is! It's Mike Truesdale. Weren't sure you were coming. You never RSVP'd. You have no idea how pleased he'll be. Yes, yes, here, here I am. I'm, I'm so glad I could make it. Uh, it's so good for you to come. Yes, to... to uh, you, I know you don't know me that well, but it will mean such a lot to Dylan that you're here for the wedding. Dylan? Your wedding, yes. Uh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Who's this? Uh, Scott, my intern. Uh, meet. Evelyn Doran. Soon to be Watson. Nice. How is... How is Dylan? He's doing great. Very excited. His work for my father is going well. With any luck, he might get a promotion soon. Boss's son-in-law promoted. Shocking. I'm sorry? Nothing. I, I just said I'm glad. Super glad for Dylan. Good for him. There are a literal, non-metaphorical ton... Tautology. ...of people from university here. You'd struggle to throw a rugby ball without hitting a former quarterback or hooker. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you do rugby? No, was never my idea of fun. Neither of you have any seen any obvious musicians about, by the way. Everything seems to go wrong at once. Well, I'm a... magician. Not the same, but just as good. I'm Loki, a master of the arcane arts. Yeah, he does the cups and ball trick thing. But to answer your question, no, we haven't seen any obvious musicians. Well, I'm sure people's kids would love that. And I know Dylan appreciates a good bit of magic. I know he certainly used to love his cards. My magic is actually a bit too advanced for kids. It has the effect of dangerously confusing them. I don't want them to strain their brains too hard. Great. Well, I'll see you at the house all this evening. I've got lots to do. The DJ's passport expired. The idiot never thought to check. And someone's stolen some of the wedding gifts. If you can believe it. I'll see you later. I didn't know we were here for a wedding. That's crazy. You could tell me these things, Doc. We're not. I never replied. I didn't want to go to the stupid wedding. What are the odds? I mean, what are the odds? That the island we happened to stop at would be the one of their wedding, and the day before it. I should have kept the invite just to put the island on the blacklist. The blacklist? The places we must never go. Not anymore. Fuck, just, just, just bloody typical. Well, I'm not going. Why not? It'll be fun. It's complicated. Oh... She saw me. I, I'm going to have to go now. 
can't just slink off, can I? I guess I could. No. No, I, I can't. But I could. Oh, we still need to get supplies, though. Ugh. I'm going to need a suit. Don't you mean we'll need suits? No, Scott, if I meant that, I'd have said that. Well, I could be your plus one. So, who's this Dylan? No one. A, a, an old classmate, a, a fellow marine biologist. We were at UCL together, Dylan Watson. Or at least he was before he sold out. What's he called now? No, he's, he, he's still Dylan Watson, just not a marine biologist anymore. Not a proper one, anyway. He became a consultant for FLCL, a fucking oil company. He sells their fake environmentalism to the public. It's his job to clean up their oily, if you'll pardon the pun, PR image. Was that a pun, Doc? Yes, Scott. It was. Oh, we haven't spoken in years, and out of the blue he sends me this wedding invite. I despise weddings. They're all idiotic carbon copies of each other. The fake smiles, the stupid societal expectations holding you hostage, the cakes, the flowers, the rings. Do you know what else has rings, Scott? Trees? Chains, Scott. Chains have rings. They're just a waste of money. The weddings, not just the rings. You know, some people starve to death, Scott. Some people starve, and yet we spend £40,000 on weddings. That's not counting what it does to people. People become monsters when they're organising a wedding. Any and all behaviour becomes excusable in the great war for expression of so-called love. Suddenly it's their turn in the sun, and they'll be damned if they're going to be daedalus. The food is awful, the clothes are awful, you're all just penguins lining up to gorge. Weddings are overrated, Scott, and have an inflated importance in the modern world. True respect and a working relationship is way more important than having a wedding. Wow, Doc. You've clearly thought about this a lot. Uh, not really. Just the thoughts off the top of my head. Okay, Doc. Anyway, you're not going. I'm sparing you, is my point. But I want to go. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Dr. T, you're not a Jedi. I want to go. It'll be fun. Why, Scott? Why would you possibly want to go to a wedding? Free food, for one? Yeah, it's a valid argument, but is it truly worth it? Do a cost-benefit analysis, Scott, and you'll find it lacking. Trust me. I like weddings, Doc. I think they're cool. Yeah, all the family in one room. It's like Christmas, but without the fighting. All the gifts. Except for the couple, I guess. Where am I going to get a suit from? I don't have a proper suit on the Earl. I can make you one. No, you can't, Scott. I can. You can do anything with enough YouTube tutorials. I mean, we don't have a sewing machine, but I'm sure we have a sewing needle. I used to cosplay all the time. We could do a mean Back to the Future together if we ever had to go to a fancy dress party. You'd make a great doc, doc. You're not making me a suit by tomorrow, Scott, even if you had the prerequisite skill, which I highly doubt. Uh, maybe someone on this stinking island has a suit I can buy off them. Or I could murder someone and wear their suit. Or better yet, I could just not go. Why does God punish the good, Scott? Why? Maybe... It was rhetorical, Scott. He doesn't, because he doesn't exist. Let's go buy me a suit. Knowing my luck, it'll either be exorbitantly expensive or horrifically garish. And I can go to this stupid rehearsal and waste yet more of my finite time on this mortal coil. <laughs>
flights in were long and some of you haven't slept yet so we'll get through this as quickly as you can in preparation for the actual day now each of you should have a name tag to help others identify you if you'd like to go over to the five stage board you can find where you should be at each part of the wedding thank you excuse me sir can you stop stealing canapes those are for the actual celebration not the rehearsal no <clears throat> sir fine hmm Truesdale, is it? That's what it says on my prison tag. I'm sorry? Nothing. I was just saying what a joyous event it is. Indeed. I'm on the groom's side. What about you? Ditto. Cool. What do you do? Stan Marshall. I'm a lawyer, by the way. I'm a marine biologist. Great! Hey, I have a marine joke. Did you hear about the lawyer who tried to sue the shark for biting his leg off? He didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> How about this one? Why do sharks make terrible lawyers? Because they're too nice. Do you get it? Because your job is naturally evil. Yeah, I, I get it. Good. You're a lawyer for FLCL, right? Pretty much exclusively, yes. Enjoy colluding in human rights violations, do you? Wanted environmental destruction, fighting the fight on global warming, shoving a hand up Nigeria's arse and using the government as a puppet to shoot activists. Did I mention the gross human rights violations? None of that is substantiated. In the case of Nigeria, we won the dispute. I have to ask you to stop spreading such slander. Ah, uh, I've got to go. Uh, I think I've just been called over to help with something. I didn't hear anything. Must be all that money you replaced your soul with. Blocking out your... Years. Never mind, go start another war. I say good day, sir. Was this your card? No. No, it wasn't. My card was the eight spades. Huh. That's weird. It normally works. It should have... <coughs> it should have... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Are you okay? Did you just throw up? Just the eight of spades. What? Oh, I hate Scott, what in the seven hells are you doing here? Hey, Doc. I'm Mr. Spelvin's plus one. Hey, Spelvin. George Spelvin. Right. I thought I told you you couldn't come to the wedding. Nope. You said we weren't going together, and I didn't come with you. I came with Mr. Spelvin. That's me. It's an exact word loophole, Doc. Never make a deal with a genie. So you pimped yourself out for a plus one to the wedding. That is low, Scott. Oh, that, that, there was no... I told you. I like weddings, Doc. And I love free food. After all, you bought that... nice suit, and we have zero money for food. That's not true. I, I left enough money to buy all the supplies we needed. I'm not staying on the Earl eating oatcakes when I can have Cream Bruce Lee at a wedding. Cream Bruce Lee? Do you mean creme brulee? I don't think so, no. I hate you, Scott. You seem angry, Doc. I am. You disobeyed me. Nah, that's not it. I do that all the time. Did you see a sign with three exclamation marks again? No. It, is there one? Nah. Did someone say a tort then? No, no one said a tautology. Oh my god. Someone insulted sharks, didn't they? They did. That's not the point. I I'm still annoyed at you. Sure thing. 
I just wish we didn't have to live in the shadow of Jaws. The damage that film did. I'd spit on Steven Spielberg's grave if he wasn't still alive. Hey, Doc. I've been thinking. Need to be careful of that, Scott. Don't hurt yourself. Funny one, Doc. I was thinking that maybe we could solve the mystery of the stolen wedding gifts. No. Why not? Come on, it'll be... A waste of time. It'll happen whether you like it or not, Dr. T. You know it will. You're a mystery magnet. You like the noodle incident, or Finn's death. I am not a mystery magnet. If anything, it's you who searches out and forces me to solve these pointless, mundane mysteries. They'd make for the most boring Sherlock Holmes-inspired show ever. Would make House look practically riveting. My point is, you're an addict, Scott, and you need to stop. No more mysteries for you. But I've already started investigating. Lothario. Evelyn said you were here, but I didn't quite believe her. I haven't seen you in years. No, it's been a while, dildo baggins. Please don't call me that, Mike. I haven't been called that since UCL, since... How was your flight? Was it rough? Uh, we didn't fly in, actually. We came here on my research vessel. Oh, they finally gave you your own expedition. Congratulations. What are you investigating? Uh, it varies. Migration of reef fish at the moment. How many people have you got with you? Oh, uh, me and a handful of other scientists and some interns. What do you mean? Uh, okay, just... Scott, you're right. Uh, only one intern. Uh, Jonathan got his degree and is now a fully-fledged member of the team. I remember now. Thank you for reminding me. I'm glad that someone is more aware than me. That's great news. I knew you'd do well. And I thought for a fiction novel, yours was bloody good. A real page-turner. Yeah, that is what most people do to books. <laughs> I always forget how funny you are, Mike. Which reminds me. So, I have a bit of a problem and you could really save the day. My best man, Ron, can't make it. And I thought, seeing as we went to uni together and we have all that history, maybe you could step in? Now, the stag do's happening tonight, stupid, and last minute, I know... So I can't get too drunk. It's already been planned, so you just have to go along and get smashed, but you would have to do a best man speech tomorrow. Could you do that, Mr. Writerman? Uh, I can't. Awesome! I knew I could count on you. Just try and keep it light and about our time at uni. Uh, maybe mention all that great work we did. Maybe a joke about us being godless scum of Gower Street and some Reggie the Lion stuff. Anyway, I'll see you tonight for the stag, do. I'm just going to go check Uncle Mason hasn't hit the booze too hard too early. It's great to see you again, Mike, and your intern. Feel free to invite the rest of your crew, especially if you have any hot colleagues. Kidding, of course, I'm soon a married man. See you later. Remember, make sure I don't get too drunk. Evelyn would be just as pissed as I would be in another sense. Uncle Mason, how's Auntie Sue? Can't. I was about to say can't. Look at that, Doc. This morning you were just a regular Doc getting supplies. Then you were going to a wedding, Doc, and now you're a best man, Doc. This is the worst possible day that could have happened in the history of all days ever. The only way this could possibly get any worse is if my father arrived to tell me that he loves me only to reveal he got me confused with someone else. Just an example. Oddly specific one, Doc. Dylan's quite handsome. You didn't mention that. He does have a certain... Facial symmetry, I guess. I mean, the clothes do a lot for him. Did you see that watch? Like a genuine Patek Philippe. How come you're not a super well-off marine biologist? Because I am one, a, a marine biologist. He's only well-off because he's sold out. He always did like to look good. Spent most of his time in Sloan Square hitting on girls. That and betting at Kempton Park. Had a bit of a Michael Caine in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels thing going on. Major social climber. 
I can't see him actually being that into Evelyn. Oh, I don't want to be best man. I have to ensure he turns up tomorrow and can remain consistently vertical while also having him partake in activities which do anything but guarantee this eventuality. It's a paradox, nigh impossible. Whose idea was it to have the wedding straight after the stag do? It's not a thing people do, is it? You should see it as a challenge, Doc. Maybe. Guess it would be interesting. Could almost make a game out of it. I worry sometimes, Scott, that you might be slowly learning how to manipulate me. Really? Doesn't sound like me. No. Why don't you want to be best man, Doc? It's an honour. An unwanted one. He's your friend, shouldn't... He is not my friend. Not anymore. Because he works for an oil company. I've got a friend who's a dentist, but we've got past it. It's more than just his work, Scott. It's... I don't have to explain myself to you. Just trust me that I have a genuine grievance, okay? Okay. And why are we here at all, Doc? Why don't we just leave? What difference does them knowing you're here make? Oh, I'm here by accident, but now I'm staying for revenge. You're not trying to pull a red and or purple wedding, are you, Doc? I don't know what those are, so for now, maybe. Seriously? I really had you pegged as a Song of Ice and Fire fan. You seem to reference Peter Baelish all the time. You basically did the whole Chaos as a Ladder speech the other day. Hey, I like your outfit. Do you know it would look better on you though? Me? Ah, uh, no, sorry. I'm asexual and have a girlfriend. What? How can you have a girlfriend and be asexual? <laughs> How does that work? I'm asexual, not aromantic. I can have feelings for someone, just not the desire to sleep with them. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, okay, nice to meet you. Hey, Doc, you doing okay? Yeah, I just hate, well, everything about this. On my stag do, we went to ancient Neolithic sites and took part in an escape game. It was a scholar's stag do. I best check on Dylan, see how the dying bachelor is doing. Don't say anything stupid, Doc. Seriously, just tell him you can't be best man. I'll take it into consideration. It's being considered. Nope, revenge time. Mike, where are you? I need liquor. Dylan looks a bit out of it, Doc. I thought he wasn't getting too drunk. I convinced him otherwise. How are you doing, Dylan? How are you feeling? How am I feeling? Ave Imperator, moritui te salutant. That's how I felt. I shouldn't be drinking this much. Ah, sure you should. It's worth it, though, isn't it? Getting married? Uh, for some, I hear. I just worry, you know? Sometimes I worry that all these doors are being closed. Like, every choice I make destroys a million other oppor uh, opportunities. Opportunities? them. Yeah, welcome to the world, Dylan. Welcome to the realisation that every single door you open shuts out a near-infinite number of hot Eastern Europeans and job opportunities. Some Europeans? Nothing, it was just an example. The point is, this marriage isn't real, is it? You're not really try tying yourself down, are you? I mean, surely it's just another of your scams. I think so. She could genuinely be my soulmate. Fuck off, you don't believe in that bollocks. What's your angle here? Why not? I've always been more open-minded than you. Why couldn't quantum entanglement apply on some level to the bio protection whatever you want to define the human consciousness as 
two people inerexibly linked irregardless of distance. Fuck off. That's the most lazy pseudoscience I've ever heard. I believe it. I do. She's the only woman for me. I mean, congrats. If she is, that's pretty impressive. I mean, she's a one in three billion, though that figure doesn't necessarily include trans women now I think about it. Anyway, the point is, it's truly impressive that she has the same ethnicity, speaks the same languages, and one of 65 million people who live in the UK, instead of, say, being born in Guangdong province, China. My metaphorical hat goes, metaphorically, off to you. When you put it like that, it does sound a bit far-fetched. What happened to you and that woman you married? No, we didn't last. It's not for me. Not the one, then? There's no such thing as the one. I told you. We were good, but I'm not good at keeping good up. It gets boring. Sometimes I think I want stuff to come crashing down. You always did strike me as a bit bipolar. Uh, once more I say unto you, fuck off. I'm being serious. Hey, do you remember when we stole Reggie the Lion from those fuckers at the Strand Polytechnic? Yeah, I remember. They never did catch us. We should have a meet-up with some of the other lads at Mabel sometime. A few of them are here tonight. Have you talked to them? No. No, I haven't. I forget you didn't really get on with anyone. Bye. you. Um, Dylan, why the fuck did you invite me to your wedding? Why wouldn't I? Seriously. I mean, I get we left it on bad terms, but I thought you'd have got past that by now. Right. I mean, didn't the rest of it mean anything? Of course it meant something, that's why you shouldn't have invited me. You're my closest friend, Mike. Certainly the closest man in my life. You're one of the few people I actually wanted to invite. Do you remember St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I remember St. Patrick's, but I've had it with your revisions and gaps in history. I could give you countless lectures on how you fucked me over. Do you want graphs? Come on, Mike, stop the wannabe Nietzsche routine. It wasn't we that bad. Like I did good Martin, by you. It was a good time, we were happy. When we drink with Martin, he takes it down in eight, seven, six, five, four. Way. I've always wondered. Well, well, I've just wondered. Why did you become a marine biologist, Dylan? You, you've never really cared about marine life. I, I used to think you did, but... I know you don't. To be honest, it was to raise two fingers to my parents. They wanted me to be a lawyer and pissed them off. That's the reason. To piss off your father. Don't forget my mother. Also, I liked sailing. I used to love our boating days. Whose stupid idea was it to have the stag do the night before the wedding? What? Whose idea was it to have the stag do the night before the wedding? It's, it's, it's borderline insane, if not asinine. That would be Ron's idea. He was the best man before the role fell to you. You're the new hand of the king. The new what? So, so why did Ron get sick? He got sick. Proper low-level shit. Can't blame him. Having the stag do so close is idiotic. Why did I then set the date for tonight? We tried to have one before, but it got cancelled. What is this? An interrogation? No, it, it just doesn't make... Ow! Sorry, I didn't mean to grab your shoulder. How is it? Good. As good as it will ever be. But look, what's... Mike, for once, just let the it go and has arrived. Live a little. I'm just your pet for flight But will you live to see the next light's day? You want me to be your normal But 
Um, that's an interesting song. Thanks. I'm not sure it's exactly my cup of tea, though, sweetie. It was the chord choice, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't the chord choice. Do you think it needed a better bridge? I don't know about that. I'm not exactly a songsmith, you know that. I'm just wondering where those lyrics are coming from. I mean, who can say where art comes from, Mum? Who can say why cave people first started painting their caves? (laughs) I feel like in your case you could tell me, though, as opposed to people who were living a 100,000 years ago. Did something happen at school? Yeah. I guess. Not really. I mean, if you have to think about it, that means something did. It's fine. Again, if you have to say it is, it's not. If it was fine, you'd tell me what was bothering you because it's not a big deal. What's up? Don't psychoanalyse me, Mum. You won't like me when I'm psychoanalysed. <laughs> I'm not trying to psychoanalyse you. Tell me what's going on. Fine. It's just... Harriet and Jamie are being weird. We're not really hanging out anymore. Jamie Simmons? Yeah. Why? I don't know. They don't like the amount of time that I'm giving to the play, and... They think it's stupid that I'm playing Hamlet. Harriet called it attention-seeking, said I've only got the part because I'm friends with Mr Moulton. Well, that's definitely not true. I know. They probably just feel like they're losing you to it. See it from their perspective. They probably miss you. I don't know. We've been hanging out less and less for a while. I just don't enjoy much of the stuff we used to do anymore. All they want to do is have sleepovers and talk about boys. That's okay. It's okay not to enjoy that kind of stuff. Just don't lose your friends because of it. I mean, you still like them, right? I just feel invisible around them. Like, they don't even see me. They want me to be just like them. You're not invisible, and I'm sure they want you to be yourself. And if they really don't, well, they're not your friends anyway. You could devote a bit less time to the play, though. Mum. I'm just worried your grades are going to suffer. They won't. What about all these DVDs you've ordered? You can't watch every Hamlet performance in history. I can. 
I'd normally just watch TV shows anyway. This way I'm using my time productively. I just think it's a bit obsessive. Reminds me of your father and his big boards of crazy he used to make. He used to love his red twine and pushpins. I was so happy when he grew out of that stage. Just be sure to make time for other things. Okay. I just want to do it justice. Like, I've got the lines down, I just hate my voice. You've got a lovely voice. It's too nasal. It's perfect. Well, I'm going to work on it, and I was thinking I could maybe cut my hair. Of course, we were going to anyway next week. No, I mean, probably cut it. Like, really short. But your hair is beautiful, sweetie. I've never understood why you always wear it up or in ponytails. Why do you want to get rid of it all? It will help with playing Hamlet. And it's just not me anymore. Okay, it's your hair. You can do what you want with it, you know that. Just wait till you're a bit older before you decide to get a tattoo, okay? Okay. Mum. Yes, daughter. There's something I've been wanting to talk about. It's kind of awkward. You can tell me. It'll be a secret just between us girls. That's the thing, I'm... Oh, damn thing. Sorry, give me a sec. Hello, Trousseau residence. Hey, Mary. Mike? Wasn't expecting to hear from you. It's your father, Lauren. How are you? I'm going to go upstairs and watch a Derek Jacobi Hamlet. Yeah, I'm doing great. Tickety-fucking-boo. Couldn't be better. Are you drunk, Mike? Bingo. Why are you drinking? I can drink. There's no law against it. I know you can, Bab, but I thought you were trying not to. What's up? I'm at a wedding. Oh, no. That's not all. It's Dylan's wedding. Oh, my God, why would you go to that? I didn't choose to. It was an accident. We're getting supplies, and it turned out they're getting married here tomorrow. It's, it's unreal. Like a, it's like a sitcom episode. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. I know you must be struggling, but that is hilarious. Yeah. You want to know the funniest thing? I'm his best man. What? Yeah, apparently his original choice can't make it, and I'm the next best thing. He really doesn't realise how much I hate him. I don't see how he couldn't know, Mike. He was an asshole. You told me yourself. Why didn't you say no? Pride. didn't give me time. So I'm making a speech. I've always been good at them. Mike, I know he hurt you, but you can't call him out in your speech. You know that, right? He wants a speech. I'm going to give him one. Simple as that. You're going to regret it. You know that. It may feel like a good idea, but you're going to burn so many bridges. I know. Still happening, though. This is just going to hurt you more, Mike. You need to let it go. You'd manage to let it go. Don't confront him. He's not worth it. What I really need... What I'm going to do right now is, is, I'm going to go throw up. Talk to my intern. What? Mike? Mike, you still there? Hey, oh, afraid not. I'm Scott. Hi, Scott. I'm Mary. You're the intern, right? Uh, yeah. I've heard about you too, Mrs. Doc. Miss Doc now. We're divorced. Mary works fine, actually. Let's go with that. Okay. Did I hear right that Mike has gone to throw up? Yeah, he's not doing great. He's drinking a lot. Like, an impressive amount. Yeah, no, I don't imagine he is. How much has he told you about Dylan? Has he told you why he hates him? Because he sold out? It's more than that. A lot more. But it's for him to tell you. Just know that few people have hurt Mike as much as Dylan. You can't act rationally around him. Scott? Yeah? I need you to promise me you'll look after him. Make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. Like what? 
Whatever he has planned, it will, without a shadow of a doubt, be hellishly stupid. Just look after him, please. Oh, I don't look after him. It's generally the other way around. Trust me, it's not. Don't get me wrong, he's a very smart guy, but there is no limit to his self-destructiveness. It's like he read about Byron and thought he was a walking how-to manual. Just by being with him, you're doing wonders. You have no idea. And that's when he doesn't have a genuine grievance. I'm really worried about this speech, Scott. Yeah, no. For real. Just try not to let him get too drunk on the day. His inhibitions don't just get lowered, they disappear. And he'll want to confront Dylan in front of an audience. He will ruin their wedding and he will hurt himself. I'll try. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for being there for him. No worries. Goodbye, Miss Mary. Bye, Scott. That's better. Barkeep, another double crackin' and coke for me. Doc, I really think you should stop drinking soon. You're not my mother, Scott. She's dead. Can I have my phone back? That's rhetorical, of course I can. Would you please hand me my phone? Of course. Hey, I was thinking, crazy idea, how about instead of ruining the wedding with an awful best man speech, you make up some stuff, and in the meantime, we try and solve the mystery of the missing wedding gifts. I started to investigate it, and- I couldn't care less about some engraved cutlery, or personalised cheese boards, or inscribed plates. Uh, notice a pattern, Scott. That's the thing. It isn't just stuff like that. The main gift stolen was a £5,000 Osprey chess set. What are the pieces made of? Diamond-coated caviar? Who gave it to him? His best man, Ron. Who couldn't... I, I don't care. You're trying to distract me, Scott. I knew I couldn't trust you. I let you take that call as a test, Scott. I thought you were throwing up. To the untrained eye, yes. In truth, however, it was a test of character, of loyalty. And you failed. I just want to help you, Doc. I don't want you to make a fool of yourself. Oh, you don't want me to make a fool of myself. Oh, Go off and solve one of your mundane mysteries. I'm busy dealing with my very real personal drama over here. Sometimes lashing out and being the bad guy is the only thing that makes sense. You're just too naive to know that yet. You're still dead set on this whole morality fad. Doc. Go. Scram. Leave me to my machinations and self-destructiveness. I'm not leaving you. You're going back to the Earl and you're going to sober up, Doc. Listen to me carefully, Scott. Go before I say something I truly regret. I don't want to be an asshole to you, but I will, because that's who I am. Just go. Doc. Go. I'm not. You know you're not special, right, Scott? You know none of your life and these stupid mysteries matter, and we're not really friends, just associates. This isn't some trial run for your life. This is it, and you're wasting it with me doing nothing. Just go. Fine going. I don't hear you leaving. You know, you're honestly useless, Scott. You're like mouldy bread, but even that can make penicillin. You're like mould, but without the medical implications Alexander Fleming discovered. I'm leaving. You know, you're a lot like Rapunzel, Doc, and instead of letting your hair down, you just let everyone in your life down. Oh, nice one. You know, Scott, you're not the dumbest person on the planet, but you sure must hope he doesn't die. Arsehole. Fucking arsehole. Every time. Apologise to Scott. You don't deserve him. Also, note to self. 
And a hollow is a good fucking drink. The bride and groom may now exchange their vows. Evelyn, you motivate me to be better. To be more myself. To not worry about the small things and to experience life to its fullest. I am a better man because of you. I vow to believe you when you compliment me and to only use sarcasm when necessary. I promise never to keep score, even when I'm winning. And I solemnly swear I'll hold off watching the next episode of whatever show we're into until we can watch it together. Dylan, I feel like everything in my life has led to you. My choices, my heartbreaks, my regrets. Everything. And when we're together, my past seems worth it. Because if I had done one thing differently, I might never have met you. I promise to trust you, even when we deviate from our grocery lists, sat-navs, and life goals. And I solemnly swear to protect you from spiders, as long as we both shall live. You may now kiss the bride. Speech. Writing a speech. One, two, three... Skin. Hey, Doc. Scott. Hey. Uh, hello. Hey. 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 Uh, so, about yesterday... It's fine. It was the heat of the moment. No, it's it's not. I was... I am... It's fine. You're right. We're not friends, and I'm sorry for trying to get involved in your personal life. I was... I was out of line. I was horrible. I, I just... Is that a hip flask, Doc? What? Yeah. It is. I, I bought it with the suit. When did you start drinking again? Yesterday. No, I mean today. No, I know. I haven't stopped since yesterday. I was going to stop, then I noticed a nice vintage Bordeaux while I was cooking Dylan his last breakfast. Last breakfast? It's like the last supper, but Dylan isn't Jesus, just just a soon-to-be-executed bachelor. Bit dramatic, Doc. Haven't you had enough? No such thing. We were all born to a lack we can never fill. I don't believe in the cans ideas myself, Doc. I'm sorry? Nothing. Maybe ease off was all I was saying. Don't want to ruin your speech. <sighs> Jesus H. Christ, I haven't written anything for this best man speech. It's the novel all over again. Just improv, Doc. Imagine it's one of our banters. Actually, don't. Those are hurtful. Sorry, I... I really am sorry, Scott. I'll make it up to you later. Imagining an audience of you could possibly work, though. It's, it's like imagining them naked, but I don't have to worry about getting aroused. That's the way to think of it. Also, what on earth are you wearing? I was wondering when you were going to notice. Oh, no, Scott. I noticed straight away. It just took me this long to care. How could I not notice such a vibrant crime against my retinas? Is that meant to be a jacket? It was the best I could do with curtains and fabric from the market. I like it. It's got a Colin Baker, sixth doctor kind of feel. Should never have been born, Scott. You don't mean that. It's the drink talking. It's using you as a puppet and putting its words in your mouth. You need to stop drinking for two. That's... that's not an expression. It's impressive, that's all. A beer book of records and all that. Guinness. Gu Guinness book of record. Anyway, I've been doing it for years. You should eat something at least. Eating is for the weak, Scott. Look at them all. Eating live tweeting at their tables named after love songs. Next we'll be forced to take part in some kind of choreographed dance we were meant to know. Don't get me started on the video confession booth or the, the wedding cake toppers. They're riding dolphins, Scott. Dolphins. 
Stop. Look, I've been doing some thinking, and I know how you can make it up to me. Please help me investigate the case of the stolen gifts. I think I've solved it. You have? Not that I care. I don't think they've been stolen. Right. Hear me out. Do you see that cabinet among the wedding gifts? Yes. What about it? People love cabinets. I sometimes use them myself. It's the first rule of spycraft. Hide in plain sight. It's a pretty odd cabinet, don't you think, though? I'll admit it, its curvature is elaborate and it should probably just pick one time period and stick with it, but a confused and mismatched design is no crime. You're not... You're not suggesting there's some wedding gift thief hiding inside, are you? No, I'm saying the gifts are. I took a picture of it, did a Google image search, and found it's a magic cabinet made by gin trinkets. Like, it has a ton of Cervantes. Cervanti, I don't know what the plural is. But it's got them inside of it where you can hide shit. Cervantes. That, that does not sound like a word or one you should know if it did exist. A Cervanti is like a secret shelf on a magician's table. I bet you could find the stolen gifts in the cabinet. It's the perfect crime. Any crime you've solved is by definition an imperfect crime, Scott. Why would someone hide the wedding gifts in one of the other gifts? Steal them at a... More opportune moment when the wedding is over. Now it does make sense. I was going to say better, but sure. Whoever's gift is the cabinet must be the thief. Assuming the gifts are inside. It's pretty easy to check. All you need is a pen to poke through a hole in the back of the drawer, then it'll pop open. You can't just go and rummage around the wedding gifts and open up a cabinet. It's hard to be subtle about that kind of thing. I've thought about that. You haven't given them your wedding gift yet. That's because I don't have one for them, and I'm damn well not buying them one. Ta-da! What's that? It's a wedding gift from you. No, I can see that. What actually is it? It's a signed copy of your book. I thought it would... <laughs> wow, that's a really self-centred gift. Be what you'd give them. Fair. You even wrote a note from me. You know that's fraud, Scott. Is it? You could get seven years for it. That and voluntary manslaughter. Shit. Don't worry, I won't press charges. I appreciate it, Doc. No worries. Right, well, I'll just add my mediocre wedding gift to the mountain, shall I, and subtly look at the cabinet. Don't mind me. Just putting my narcissistic gift on the pile. Ooh, that's a nice cabinet. Let's open it up, shall we? Yes, Mike, I think we will. To the happy couple on their wedding day, may you always have space in your life for the important things. Simon Miller. That was surprisingly easy. Wait, is, is that an Acadian redfish? Who gives someone an endangered fish for their wedding gift? Elliot Worth, huh? I've got your number. Your illegal wedding gift-giving days are numbered. You look absolutely radiant, my dear. I couldn't be prouder to have you as a daughter-in-law. In fact, you can just about forget the in-law part, as you're as close to me as though I had pushed you out myself. That means the world to me, Flora. Truly it does. I'm so impressed by how well you're managing. My hair was practically falling out on my wedding day. Yes, well, it is meant to be the happiest day of your life. Good one, dear. It's terribly stressful, though. I heard about the stolen gifts. These things happen. The best man getting sick and the DJ cancelling. 
That's a lot to have happen. Did you get wedding insurance? You could probably make a claim if so. I'm sure we do, but that's hardly the kind of thing I want to think about right now. No, of course not. It's amazing to see so many people in one place. So many company people. Mine was such a private affair. About 20 people max. Yes, well, we've always been far more flamboyant people than most. Lillian, can I talk to you a second? Evelyn, and sure, Mike. I'll see you later, Flora. Just thought I'd give my congratulations personally. I I mean, they'll probably be in the speech as well, but yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I'm afraid my gift isn't great, not quite a creepy cabinet level. Who got that for you? The cabinet? Simon Miller, I think? Simon Miller. My God, I haven't seen him in years. Where is he? We should definitely catch up. Oh, he couldn't make it. His passport expired. He was the DJ I told you about. It's a shame, but these things happen. Simon was the DJ? Yeah, Simon and Ron couldn't make it. Two of Dylan's best friends. He was devastated, but you being here made up for that. So two of his oldest friends couldn't make it today. Interesting. You know, I actually went to UCL the same year as you. I was doing philosophy, not marine biology, but I saw you about. After me and Dylan hit it off, the three of us actually hung out a few times. We did? I'm not surprised, don't remember. I never really appeared on your radar. Too engrossed in yourself. And him? <laughs> no kidding. How's your brother, by the way? I don't have a brother. Sorry, how's your sister? She's fine. Uh, how's your father? He's doing well. He'll be making his speech soon. Can't wait to hear it. Imagine he's taken a bit of a knock after the whole ethnic cleansing thing. <laughs> yes, well... And the lobbying scandal. Yes, no, it's been rough on him. I mean, what was he thinking? Lobbying to remove congressional sanctions against aid to Azerbaijan and the consortium in the Sudan. They do love to throw the phrase war crimes around these days, don't they? I really don't want to talk about FLCL today. This is my day, Mike. Our day. Mine and Dylan's. No, of course. Anyway, I should get back. I was just wondering. Look, I wouldn't feel right if I didn't bring it up, but... Are you sure Dylan's faithful to you? Mike, don't. I mean, I've known him better than almost anyone. You know how he plays cards. He loves to cheat. I'm just bringing it up as a favour to you. I mean, an untested relationship breaks under pressure. Get used to ambivalence, is all I'm saying. She'll become your new best friend. Marriage isn't worth a divorce. Take it from me. Look, Mike, just do your speech and go. Dylan may want you here, but I sure as hell don't. Checkout will be at 12, madam. See you then. Enjoy your stay. Hey. How can I help you, sir? Can I borrow your pen a second? Sure. And some paper. Uh, I have a post-it note. Great. Could you do me a favour and make sure this gets to the bride? I, I don't want to distract her from the celebration, so leave it till the end of the day. Once everything's wound down, you know? Of course, sir. Have a good day. So, I should probably start by thanking you all for being here. I won't. <sighs> Give me a break. Uh, no, no, I probably should. But I'll thank Reverend Jones first and his boss for the weather. Couldn't ask for a better day. And I'd like to thank, on behalf of myself, Flora and Martin, the guests of both families present for our children's wedding. Ah, I think that's all the important ones. Right, now that's done. Dylan... I'd like to tell you a story. It starts, as all good stories do, with a father.
And she says, Daddy, I was high-fiving your face. Oh, it's a cautionary tale, Dylan. My daughter has a mean left hook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Domestic abuse jokes. I remember when she got older and she went to King William's College. I'll do one more. (laughs) Often, it's parents who instill their wisdom in kids. Not with my Evelyn. She taught me more lessons than I could ever impart to her. Take this one. She comes to me and she says, Can you play with me? And I'm busy with work, as I often was and still am. I'll work till the day I die, I swear. Hopefully soon. I say, not now, honey. Uh, The Anderson report that won't write itself. Uh, And she looks me straight in the eye and she says, Father, if people tell me to do work and I don't listen to them, then there's no work to do. Uh, It's always worked for me. Try it, Daddy. An important lesson to us all. (laughs) (laughs) Weddings don't just happen. They don't just materialise, born of pure, unadulterated happiness. No darkness smiled. There's a fantastic amount of work and organisation that goes into them. And money. I've come to speak with you People again. tell me I should see it as gaining a son, not losing a daughter. I say, don't worry. I've only ever seen it as gaining debt. <laughs> I joke. I'm very happy to welcome Dylan into the Doran clan. Luckily, times are good at the company. No need for an overdraft just yet. I'll admit, though, that I was very worried that Evelyn's Mr. Right would be my Mr. Wrong. But Dylan has shown himself to be exactly the kind of man I'd always hoped Evelyn would marry. He certainly has immaculate taste, as evidenced by my Evelyn. As you enter the next chapter of your life, I'd like to give you this one piece of advice. It's from an old Irish saying. May you never both steal, lie or cheat. But if you must steal, then steal each other's sorrows. If you must lie, then lie with each other every night of your lives. And if you must cheat, then cheat death and live every day together. I know we live in a crazy, sometimes messed up world, but days like this somehow make sense of it all to me. If your mother was still alive, she'd be so proud of you, Evelyn. Not a day goes by when I don't wish she could see the strong, beautiful woman you've become. Oh, Dad. Anyway. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, a toast to the happy couple. Any excuse for a drink, I say. To the bride and groom. To the bride and groom. Two more speeches, then you. One was enough for me. I'm going to smoke. I'll come with you. Why? You don't smoke. You're the only person I know here, Doc. Fine. Look at that. What a painfully perfect sky. Not a drop of rain in sight. I miss bad weather, Scott. It's the only time the outside world matches my inner turmoil. I think I've solved it, by the way. You have? There's too many coincidences. And as you know, there are no coincidences. Or something. So I've been thinking, why invite me when he knows how I'd behave? Unless that's what he was counting. Ooh, a Batman gambit. A what? A Batman gambit. That cannot be a thing. It is. It's a plan which revolves around people doing exactly what you'd expect them to. Batman does them all the time in the comics. Man of Steel, Hush, even when he's been repeatedly killed and resurrected as Emperor Joker, he still manages to pull one off. Fine, we'll, we'll call it a Batman gambit. Does that make you happy? Yes, a little. 
but but yeah, I, I think I'm expected to fuck up this speech. I think that's the point of me being here. Why? Call it a hunch. So does that mean you're going to surprise them and do a good speech? Fuck no. I was born to do a bad best man speech. But if that's what they want... I couldn't care less. Right, I'm heading back in. You coming? I'm not sure I want to, Doc. I'm I'm really nervous. This whole wedding thing's been really stressful. Well, what happened to Mr. I love wedding? I forgot that all the weddings I'd been to had people I knew. It's a bit different when you're the only person I know, Doc. It'll be fine. Come on. I'm just struggling a bit. Can't we just get on the boat and go? Why stay and make an awful speech? Please, Doc. Uh, it'll be fine. You're not making it. It'll be over soon enough and we'll be back on the earl having olives in no time. <laughs> Prepare to be out-batmaned, my subtle adversary. Right, here I go. <clears throat> Marriage is the only adventure open to the cowardly. Voltaire. But what did Voltaire know, eh? Today you close the loop. Uh, become one. I, I jest, you won't. That's silly. You'll still be the same people, just with a lot more shared responsibilities. What I will say is that you'll start to share stuff. Uh, your lives, takeaways, you, you probably did that one already. Uh, hatred, your time, but, but most importantly, you'll share your story. As a professionally published author, I can tell you there's nothing that compares to being a successful writer. <laughs> and the story of your lives is no different. Every moment you script together. The moving in, the, the occasional I love you, the, the falling outs, the falling asleep next to each other, falling interest rates, uh, making dinner together. That's assuming Dylan learnt to cook after uni. <laughs> Family holidays, Netflix and chill. All this you have to look forward to. I mean, you, you probably did all those things before, it's just now you have the weight of a legally binding contract to reinforce them. <clears throat> now, I, I always liked Dylan. He had a sense of direction and a sense of humour. <laughs> Whatever happened to that one, eh? <clears throat> we used to do papers together. Not that anyone would know that, he, given he stole all the bylines. That, that's a joke. Not all of them, just, just about 70%. I, I'm sorry, I may have drunk too much. <laughs> I, I try not to drink. I, I went 14 years without, without drinking. Admittedly, they, they were the first 14 years of my life. <laughs> <clears throat> and maybe I should talk about our university years. Uh, uh, I could talk about our many zany adventures. I could raise the charges. But there'd be no point. Uh, after all, they were, they were dropped in 92. Uh, congratulations, Evelyn, by the way. Uh, not on Dylan, but the fact that you were born with good genetics. Uh, you won that battle, and I salute you for it. Also, I would like to make a digression about sharks. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that certain people have been making jokes at the expense of sharks. Can I just say that sharks have been horribly demonified historically? It, it, it seems I can. Vending machines actually kill more people than sharks a year just by crushing them. Uh, and you know what? Sharks don't infest waters. They live there. <clears throat> I, I'll move off the shark. I have a story for you. It's not one about Dylan, we've heard enough of those. This is an, a, a, an, an Aesopian story about a scorpion and a frog. It's called The Scorpion and the Frog. So, so one day, a scorpion encounters a frog, shocker, 
and asked to be carried across a river. Uh, scorpions can't swim, you see. Uh, trust me, uh, I'm a marine biologist. <laughs> the frog doesn't feel good about this. As, as he's been stung before and he has a lot of negative bias. The, the scorpion is, is charismatic. Uh, they tend to be, in my experience. And he says that to do so would doom them all. Well, the, the frog and him get halfway across, and then and the scorpion stings the frog, and the frog starts dying, and the scorpion's about to drown, and the frog asks, why? And the scorpion says, it's in my nature. Oh, <laughs> my point is that humans are shit, and will continue to be, no matter how much you trust them, and offer to take them across a river. I'm not saying one of you specifically is a scorpion, but, but, but the odds are... One or both of you are pretending to be frogs. Oh, Just saying. On, Don't worry, I'll get back on track. I'm almost done, I swear. I thought it was interesting, Mr. Duran's comment about weddings like this Shut making up. the messed up Go world on. we live in worth it. It was interesting. I mean, we live in a world where, where ambivalence and numbness are traits to be admired. Addiction has become socially acceptable. We're addicted to the, the internet, to social media, shopping, video games, food, weddings. Anything to distract us from the, the very real flaws in our society. We exist within the greatest divide between the rich and poor that has ever been, but it's easier to live in the shadow of the 1% than to question the very foundations of the world we live in. The world is dying. We all know what's happening. We all know global warming is real. You don't get to be in this room at this wedding without knowing the deal. Or, or maybe you're deluded enough to believe the rubbish your lobbying the groups throw out. Mate. Saving the planet just, just isn't profitable, I guess. History has a tendency to repeat itself. Uh, George W. Bush pulled out the Kyoto Agreement, and then, then Trump pulled out the Paris Agreement. You may not want to take credit, but that's on you. It's a war. To treat it as anything less is disrespectful to our children will have to live in the aftermath of it. All of you at FLCL fabricate this, the image of a, of a good corporate citizen, all while skirting US sanctions, partnering with repressive regimes, forcibly relocating people in Burma while propping up the despots that ruled it. Wars have been fought just to allow you to depopulate the oil regions. Your scorched earth politics go unnoticed because... After all, what's a 15 million settlement to cover it up? You are guilty of war crimes. There's no way around it. Attacks on civilians, oh, uh, pillaging, up, the proper Ooh, Viking stuff, about? rape, torture, abductions of children, all because of your games. How do you get away with it if it's so illegal, I hear you ask? Because you are the system. You are society. We allow you to do our dirty work so we don't have to. This is the world we voted for. The silent majority. Not a polling booth or with anything seen as an effort, but in, in toys we buy our children. Our cosmetics, DVDs, electronics, bottles, shampoo and conditioner, hell, even our food. Fertilizers, pesticides, preservatives, flavorings, colorings, all use oil. You name it, yeah, yeah. the oil industry has touched it. Yeah. Sit down! It's not to mention the most obvious one of the fuel. Just in getting here, you've cast your vote for a dead planet. Tr tr truly, I, yeah, I don't blame you. 
After all, we're all just following the orders we as a species have given ourselves. We are possessed. We don't want to be exercised. We, 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 we've seen the exorcist and it, it looks like a lot of effort. Anyway, in conclusion, I'd, I'd like to end with an Oscar Wilde quote. There are only two tragedies in life. One is not getting what one wants, and the other is getting it. Have a good marriage, Dylan. And Evelyn, I barely know you. I grant you the same happiness. To the happy couple, cheers! What? No one's going to toast with me. Look at you, all, all staring at me with such animosity. Do you know what it's like to have all your bylines stolen? No? Do you? No? It's tough. Keeps you up at night. Look at you all. In the words of John Hurt, I'm not an elephant. I am not an animal. I am a human being. I am a man. It was a mistake to let me make the toast, Dylan. Anyone could tell you that. After all, I am a divorcee. Just saying, it's a sham of a wedding anyway. You bastard! <laughs> you punch like your dead wife! You fucking asshole! <laughs> I heard about you. Oh, yeah? Even said you were a twat. Father, stop. Hey, let me through. I'm the DJ. I thought the DJ couldn't make it. I was just fashionably late. Excuse me, thanks. Okay. Who would like to see some magic? You, madam. Me? Yes, pick a card. Any card? Yep, and I'll... <coughs> Fuck, I'm choking on the card. <coughs> I do not have a good enough gag reflex for that. Right, uh... We got exiles, juveniles, sitting in the pews. We got Marietta lifestyles, different crews... I'm in a handmade suit, looking fresh to death, spitting high-tech styles on the next finesse, my boy Giles. I had to take a tissue to his eye holes. The blindfold of a bold-faced lie was removed. He'd be dropping tears like I'm dropping flames. Whole room comes to loot, Dr. True, if you may. Uh, pegging Dylan as a villain, please forgive him. Uh, the adrenaline is high on the ceiling. Uh, my apologies to Evelyn for meddling. Y'all cats keep on sipping on the revelin'. Yeah, my homie T, he been at a few. Getting waved, getting burst like a bladder do. It was only a matter of time till he burst in. Y'all know it's only true, true thirsting. I'm a fillin' penicillin' in the interim. Scotty tracks and relaxes a synonym. Dylan, listen in. That's your man, them. Can forgive him, then at least understand him. Both them biologists, Bettini psychologists, indeed be the lean, clean magazine corroborate. So see, we were on the C team, on the same team. And my sincere scheme is to try to save you from hating your mate. Try to relate to the weight of his pain. It could be measured by a seismologist. He needs a neurologist. Mic drop. Scott? Scott! Someday they'll look back on this day and laugh. Yeah, probably. I think it went quite well, all things considered. Definitely. Didn't expect you to catch the bouquet. Neither did I. All the bridesmaids. They were not happy about that. No, no they were not. Want some bride, groom or a piece of dolphin? Dolphin, please. Suit yourself, but the bride is delicious. You really shouldn't have stolen the wedding cake toppers, Doc. He said, eating them graciously. Anyway, in for a penny, in for a pound. So we were wedding smashers, Doc. Does that make us the bad guys? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't personally subscribe to the good and evil dichotomy. You're more of a Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Right. Have you ever read that book, Scott? Nope. 
Yeah, it's apparent. Excuse me a second, Scott. Who's there? Only me. <laughs> it's the most understated thing you've ever said. How's your intern? Uh, he's feeling better. Just a panic attack. Not that there is any such thing as just a panic attack. Seems like a good... ad. Yeah. It's not a big boat, is it? Hard to hide the rest of the others. Don't tell me, your main ship is out at sea and you just took this to become ashore, right? You know damn well this is it. Why are you here, Dylan? Just thought I'd check how you are, see you off. You really should get going, old friend. Evelyn would have your head if she knew you were still here. Yeah, I'm sure she would. And why wouldn't you? Like I said, you're an old friend. I'm willing to cut you some slack. I do know you, after all. Yes. Yes, you do. You should have known I'd behave like this. In retrospect, I, I guess I should have. Maybe I was wearing those rose-tinted spectacles and gave you too big a chance. I'm sorry I ruined your wedding, but then that was what you wanted, so I shouldn't really apologise. I'm sorry? You heard me. There's a lot I hate you for, Dylan, but a lack of intelligence has never been one of them. You knew how I'd behave. You knew I'd end up causing a scene and getting in a fight. And why would I want that? For the same reason you had Ron cancel. For the same reason you got him to get you that expensive chess set and Simon that creepy cabinet. Did you really think after all my years of knowing you and your stupid tricks I wouldn't recognise a magic cabinet? Not tricks, Mike. Illusions. So what the cabinet doubles for magic routines as well as storage? It allowed you the perfect opportunity to steal some of your own wedding gifts. Not that it's really stealing when you intend to secretly return them to their owner. This is madness. There's no logic in it at all. Oh, but there is. There's the same logic you used when you asked Simon to cancel as DJ. There's no way two close friends like that would both miss your wedding. And the coincidence that one was the victim of the theft while the other provided the means? Too much. I opened the cabinet and found the gifts inside. I have photographic proof. Why, though? You say there's logic, but I don't hear any. It took me a while, but it finally clicked. After all, I used it myself at my own wedding. Insurance. A vendor cancelling last minute, or in this case a DJ, gifts stolen, a, a member of the core family injured. Evelyn's father. All covered by the insurance. It's quite a few thousand. Ah, but that's the thing. It's only paid out if the wedding is cancelled and a new one needs to take place. We got married. You went into a church and said, I do, that's hardly the important thing anymore. Not until the legal documents are signed is it a proper affair. Was that guy even a proper priest? No, you can be dissatisfied, list your grievances and say you cancelled the wedding last minute. Now you want to have a smaller affair, one costing less money. Why'd you do it, Dylan? Debts, or just for the thrill of it? Too ashamed to ask dearest daddy-in-law for money, or maybe you stole some from him. Wow. You've really put effort into this conspiracy theory of yours. It's very convincing, truly. However, that's all it will ever be. A theory. You have proof that someone took the gifts and put them in one of the other gifts. Not really an orgy of evidence, is it? No one would believe you. You're a drunk and an asshole. You had the underdog thing going for you, but even that's ruined with lines like, You punch like your dead wife. I guess. Face it, Mike. You've lost. You've made a fool out of yourself and ruined my wedding. You're the villain of this story, not me. Everything you've said is damn clever. Genius, I might add, but sadly nothing provable. Oh, but my god, if I had done that... Wow. Wouldn't I be impressive? You would. 
And you're right. I have no proper proof. In fact, the only way I'll ever know for certain is how you've just acted. That tone of your voice, those choice words. It's enough for me, and should be for her. For who? Your wife. Have you recorded me or something? Do you intend to blackmail me? Oh, no. You knew exactly how I'd behave. Well, I've got news for you. I know you just as well as you know me, and I knew you'd want to gloat. So I wrote a note. (laughs) That rhymes. Evelyn, we need to talk. Look who's the best Batman now, bitch. You don't have to cook tonight. Nah, I want to. Also, I don't want to eat your cooking. No offence, Doc. This is probably the last meal we'll have for some time. Yeah, fair. I'm, I'm sorry that I wasn't paying attention to you, Scott. I, if I'd listened to what you were actually saying, I'd know you were struggling. You really saved my ass out there. I, I'd have probably lost a few more teeth or, or gotten arrested if you hadn't stopped me. That fight really got out of hand. But but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's alright. You were distracted with past stuff. You stole your paper and all that. I just... I feel like ruining his wedding wasn't like a... A proportionate response, yeah. No, that's not why I hate him, Scott. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to, Doc. No, I I want to. I... We were in a relationship, Scott. We, we were at UCL together, like I said. We, we were in the same class, but we didn't talk. Not till we both joined the boating club. Then we got to know each other and started to work on papers together. We, we were working together and sleeping together and... And he used me. I did the brunt of the work, and his name went on the papers. I wasn't... I, I, I didn't love him or anything, but but he betrayed my trust. I thought he was my friend, and, and he discarded me like I was nothing. Wow. Yeah. So you're bisexual, Doc? What? That's what you take away from this? No, it's nothing. You sounded shocked. No, it's just... You never seem that exciting. Not all bisexuals are super sexy, interesting people. I, I myself am content with being m- merely interesting. Anyway, I'm, I'm not bi, I'm pan. Get you, Doc. Oh, shut up. I don't know what you saw in him. Seemed like a bit of a tosser. I don't know why I was attracted to him. No, that's not true. I do. It was because he was byronic like me. Back then I saw flaws as strengths. I saw people who had their lives together as boring. Yeah, no, I get that. Glad you've got past that now, though. Yeah. Doc, I'm not sure about some of these supplies you got. Why do we need limes or horseradish? And what's with all these sauces? Uh, mistakes. Uh, okay, at, at the time, I must have had a more liquid diet in mind. Hey, Doc. Yes, Scott? I'm sorry. What for, Scott? You know how you said it was like really like long odds that we ended up here? Yeah. It wasn't. I brought us here. I ate the last of the supplies, so we'd have to restock here. I'd seen the invite, and I thought it would be fun. I thought you'd enjoy it and just forgotten about it. I'm sorry. Huh. Interesting. Do you forgive me? Do I forgive you? I, I guess. I mean, that's tame compared to the stuff I got up to, but, but, but yeah... In, in future, don't lie to me, or, or maybe just ask me about things. Don't, don't try to manipulate me. F- for what it's worth, I I do consider you a friend. I, I wasn't in a great place at the time when when I said we weren't. Okay. 
You did go a bit far. Yeah, I did. That you punch worse than your dead wife line? That was a bit much. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I guess I'm not what you would define as a good person, Scott. I'm something of an anti-hero, or well, that's how I like to romanticise it. Hey, Doc. Yes, Scott? In 20 years, if I'm no longer with my girlfriend and you have no one, do you want to get married? No, Scott. Cool, just checking. Fuck, I forgot the olives. Truesdale Episode 2, The Ignoble Groom, was written by Kitto Madrill and directed by Janet Lala Hamblin. Dr. Mike Truesdale was voiced by Alex Horn. Scott Hopkins by Elliot Fulkers. Mary Truesdale by Ellen Carnazza. Lauren Truesdale by PJ Kennington. Dylan Watson by John Leslie. Evelyn Duran by Talia Moore. Mr. Duran by Gareth Clark. Flora Watson by Julia Byrne. Ted Baldwin, aka The Lawyer, by Sammy Saunders. The Priest was played by Ollie Jupiter Gibb. Person Hitting on Scott, that receptionist by Millie Hall. Astonished Guest by Jamie M. Andrews. George Spelvin by Gavin Hughes. Caterer by Janet Lala Hammond. And Background Chanting was provided by Kitto Madrill. Featuring title music by Ben Greenland and Chris Tinsley. End music by Ronnie Cook. And the techno song White Smurfs by Ben Greenland. As well as Lauren's song written by Janet Lala Hamlin and performed by PJ Kennington. Our sound engineers were Sanket Soraya, Matt Jarvis, Chris Tinsley, and Ralph Whitehead. The episode was edited and mixed by Hugh Wilkin. Our rap consultant was Sammy Saunders. And our script editors were Catherine Gilman Lewis, Ray Walsh, and Sammy Saunders. A final disclaimer. Any similarities in oil company crimes and statistics to real world companies was entirely intentional. Next time on Trudesdale, we call you here for high crimes and misdemeanors against our Lord and Saviour Steve Irwin. How do you plead? Sorry, it's just what we do. I'm a stingray and I stung him. I'm so- It just happens. Objection! I'm a stingray! <laughs>